Welcome to St. Mark's Daily Devotions for Thursday, August 20th with me, Jan Rood, and with music by Darren Kerbs. Over these past three weeks, we have been reflecting on the words of a hymn that is familiar to many people in this part of the world who have been raised in the Christian faith. In essence, the hymn is a prayer set to beautiful music. The title, Be Thou My Vision, gives us an introduction to the heartfelt prayer petitions that follow in every verse. And this week we are dwelling on the third verse of the hymn, which says, Riches I heed not, nor vain, empty praise. Thou mine inheritance, now and always. Thou and thou only the first in my heart. Great God of heaven, my treasure thou art. The author that comes to mind for me when I read those stirring words from the hymn is a contemporary one. In his book, Let Your Life Speak, Parker Palmer writes, I was in my early 30s when I began literally to wake up to questions about my vocation. By all appearances, he writes, things were going well, but the soul does not put much stock in appearances. Seeking a path more purposeful than accumulating wealth, holding power, winning at competition, or securing a career, Palmer writes, I started to understand that it is indeed possible to live a life other than one's own. He says, fearful that I was doing just that, but uncertain about the deeper, truer self I sensed hidden inside of me, uncertain whether it was real or trustworthy or within reach. I would snap awake in the middle of the night and stare for long hours at the ceiling. It was at that time in his life that Parker Palmer discovered an old Quaker saying, which says, let your life speak. He says that he found those words encouraging and thought he understood what they meant. So Parker says, I lined up the loftiest ideals I could find and set out to achieve them. The results, he says, were rarely admirable often laughable and sometimes grotesque. But always, he says, they were unreal, a distortion of his true self, as must be the case when one lives from outside in, not the inside out. Palmer says, I had simply found a noble way to live a life that was not my own, 
a life spent imitating heroes instead of listening to my heart. Later in the book, Parker Palmer writes about a fundamental change that took place within him when he began to move, as the hymn writer does, to an appreciation of who he already is. His identity, it turns out, like yours and mine, was not defined by his accumulated wealth or achievements. Instead, it was a rich inheritance from his creator. What I discovered, Palmer says, is that I must listen to my life and try to understand what it is truly about. Quite apart from what I would like it to be about. Because if that's the case, then my life will never represent anything real in the world, no matter how earnest my intentions. Before I can tell my life what I want to do with it, Palmer says, I must listen to my life telling me who I am. I must listen for the, the truths and values at the heart of my own identity not the standards by which I must live, but the standards by which I cannot help but live if I'm living my own life. And then I love the way that Parker Palmer connects this truth about his identity to the truth about his calling or his vocation as a child of God. Finding my vocation, he says, does not mean scrambling towards some prize just beyond my reach, but accepting the treasure of true self I already possess. It does not come from a voice out there calling me to become something I'm not. It comes from a voice in here calling me to be the person I was born to be, to fulfill the original selfhood given me as an inheritance by birth, at birth by God. As you continue on your way today, let those simple truths find a place in your own heart and soul. Instead of spending the day scrambling towards some prize or goal just beyond your reach, accept the treasure of the true self you already possess instead of striving to be someone else. Listen to your own life and to your own heart, remembering that your identity is an inheritance from your Creator who looks at you in love and says, it is good.
In closing, I share with you a prayer from another one of my favorite authors of our time, whose name is Walter Brueggemann. Let us pray. We are counted your people, O God. We are grateful to be called by you and glad for our special way of faith in the world. You have marked us and named us and signed us, and we are different different memories, different hopes, different fears, different commands, different ways of being. That difference we find glorious, but at times a burden too severe. We yearn to be like others, like the others in power, in money, in freedom, in certitude, in security, like the others, uncalled, unburdened, unembarrassed. We come to you in that deep trial of difference and likeness. Engage us, O God, in our difference. Give us courage for our different vocations and energy for our different hope. In the name of your crucified Easter One, so unlike all the others. And now receive this blessing. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. 